Mutual Sisters of St. Dominic bring you Dominicast, the truth in small bites. Truth Bite 22, Temperance. There is something very disturbing about seeing a small child tyrannise over his or her parents. But if we don't manage our bodily appetites, we can become like spoilt children and share in all the enslavement and personality destruction that this causes. Let's be clear, our bodily appetites for things like food and sex are good, so good that God has attached huge pleasure to them, so that amongst other things, we get to keep both our bodies and the human race going. However, we experience that pleasure honestly and genuinely only when we experience it with all the dignity of a human being. In other words, with intelligence and free will, as well as with our senses. Temperance is the virtue that helps us to do this. It stops us from glutting ourselves with bodily pleasure as if it were the highest good, or starving ourselves of it as if it were the worst evil. Both equally lead to unhappiness. Temperance helps us to strike the balance that allows us to really enjoy things. It's true, people today don't tend to starve themselves of pleasure, but we all definitely have trouble the other way. There are some who say, it would be nice to get my appetites under control, but it's too hard. That's basically saying it's too hard to be human. God has given us powers of reason and free will, to be the governing factors in our choices and activities. He has also offered us his grace to use these effectively. But we all know from experience that the pull of pleasure can be very powerful. The more we give in to our bodily appetites, the more they demand, and we end up on a never-ending downward spiral of desire and dissatisfaction. The secret antidote is the virtue of temperance. The first thing temperance helps us to keep under control is our desire for food. It prevents us from eating until we're fit to burst or having such fussy taste buds that only the right kind of cuisine prepared in the right way will do. By temperance, we show real respect for our body's needs, not its greed. Second, temperance regulates our appetites for potentially addictive things like alcohol, TV or social media. Although these created things are not bad in themselves, we can become enslaved to them and ultimately destroyed by them. Temperance also regulates our appetite for sexual pleasure. Lifelong marriage with the opposite sex is the only safeguard for the pleasure brought about by the loving and life-giving bodily union, which is what sex is. Isolating sex's pleasure aspect from its commitment and life-giving purpose is not in line with God's plan for human life and will only damage us physically, emotionally and above all spiritually. Temperance manages not only our satisfaction of those major sense appetites but it keeps our emotions in check. Anger, for instance, although sometimes justified, can be very bad news when uncontrolled. Temperance helps us to keep our heads cool 
and our responses reasonable. Temperance helps us to be quietly secure about our personal gifts, talents, achievements, bank balance, not wasting them in ego trips, or worse, using them to corrupt others. Finally, temperance even manages our desire for rest and relaxation, steering us away from either the grim compulsion of workaholism or the superficial self-indulgence of endless partying. Temperance helps us to achieve the balance that makes real fun and real relaxation possible. The personal mastery that comes with the virtue of temperance guarantees us happiness and inner peace and adds something to our personalities, an attractive inner beauty. Who doesn't want this peace? How do we grow in this virtue? It's a good idea to start by reminding ourselves that we are a cut above the animals. If we want to be happy as humans, then we know we just can't satisfy our sense appetites to their limits. It's an interesting fact that most animals don't do this anyway. We're thinking beings, reasonable beings. Our intelligence is designed to govern our physical instincts, not the other way round. Sometimes we even need to say a definite no to our physical and emotional inclinations because our consciences, those inbuilt pointers to right and wrong, tell us to. Bit by bit, then, we get the hang of what a physically and spiritually balanced lifestyle looks and feels like. And as with the other virtues, we get it mostly by living temperance day by day, making the right decisions and moves and changes to ensure that we get a genuine human life. That, in a real sense, is the good life. Lastly, we need to ask the creator of all good things how to enjoy things as they should be enjoyed. He made us. He made the whole world for us. And he knows how we can get the best out of both. And it's certainly not by acting like animals or spoiled kids.